Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Ridge Community Church Podcast. My name is John. I'm one of the pastors on staff at the Ridge, and our vision is to bring the hope of Jesus into every home. So as a piece of that, our goal each week is to bring you something that's hopeful and helpful. So subscribe to this podcast to make sure you don't miss any hopeful and helpful conversations. Well, if you are a student or have a student at home, I can't recommend this conversation enough. Stacia Ludke is a teacher, high school, small group leader, and a good friend of mine. And as you'll hear in our conversation, she really cares about students and has a really good perspective about the things that you can do to help your student. And if they're struggling, how to prepare for the school year and handling the pressure of school and more what we talk about. So if you know someone who could find this conversation helpful, I want to encourage you to share this podcast with them. Thanks for listening, and here's my conversation with Stacia. Well, hey, Stacia, thanks for thanks for joining me on the podcast. Super excited uh, to chat with you today uh, about about teaching, about school, about students, and uh, and stuff like that. But would you would you start us off? Would you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, um, I'm Stacia. I just finished my first year of teaching, so I picked a great time to get into it. Um, I teach English, high school English, which is fun. Um, and I've been uh, serving with the Ridge High School students for a few years now. So I just I see students a lot, which is great. I love them. Um, yeah, yeah that's <laughs> fresh out of school. So I know, you know, I, I was them not that long ago. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, I think you offer a really cool and unique perspective because you do have, you know, you do have your your training is as fresh as it'll ever be. And, you know, you have that experience of being in, in the classroom, you have experience hanging out with, with lots of high schoolers from uh, the mentorship small group leader perspective, which you are great at, by the way. Um, if I can talk you there, I got a chance to work with, with Stacia a lot. Um, with students and uh, she's a natural she really loves and cares for her students really well which makes a huge impact on, on them uh, and you like you know high school is not a distant memory you can remember what that experience was like and what it's like to be a student so you kind of have a cool perspective of student um along with teacher that i think is super is unique and valuable so thank you yeah it's cool it's weird <laughs> yeah sometimes be like I see my freshmen you know like running around doing stuff and I'm like oh that wasn't me that long ago <laughs> like it right. wasn't that long ago that I was you it's weird but yeah it's kind of fun uh, so at what at what point along like your journey like what point of being part of school whatever were you like you know what I think I want to be a teacher I, I, maybe like something that inspired you something like that um so when I was in elementary school, like little, I wanted to be a teacher because I think because I liked school and it was the only job that I saw. So I was like, yeah, I want to be a teacher. Um, and then I kind of strayed away from that. But um, in high school, I had a lot of really great teachers. I was, I was a kid. I loved my teachers and I would talk to them after class and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I think it was my sophomore year of high school. We had like a career fair or something. And I was talking to my English teacher and I was like freaking out. I was like, I don't know what I want to do with my life. And she's like, first of all, you have time. You're okay. And also um, she said that she thought I would be a really good teacher. And I was like, really, you know, um, and I loved her. And so like, I talked to her about it quite a bit. Um, and after that, I was just kind of like, okay, yeah, that's what I want to do now. And I just kind of stuck with it. Um, and then, you know, I worked with students um, in college, you got me into that. And then I realized I really love students and I love teaching and I love English. So it is kind of all worked together really well. But um, yeah, I was in high school because of teachers that I wanted to be one. 
I don't mean sure that's a huge impact when someone says, yeah, you would be good at this thing, especially when they're doing it a lot and you have a lot of respect for them. That's gotta yeah. be impactful. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. And I, I, yeah, I just like, couldn't get it out of my head after that. And like I said, I kept, I asked her a bunch of questions about it and um, yeah, just kind of declared my major and went on from there. That was it. <laughs> yeah. What you, you, you mentioned that there was a lot of teachers that you really you thought were really high quality teachers you really enjoyed learning from them a lot what do you think was a, what do you think it was about them that made them good teachers um so i think two things were usually stick out to me um first one of them was all of the teachers that i loved were so enthusiastic about what they were teaching um so i had this history teacher and i didn't like history at the time which is really funny because i have i have a history degree with my english degree now so it yeah <laughs> Um, I didn't like it and he was so enthusiastic about it like he would tell us history like it was stories and he would like use different voices and he was so fun and exciting and, um he I wasn't doing well and my on my quizzes um like in the, it was a it was a pretty fast-paced class and we had quizzes all the time and he pulled me aside once and he was like okay I know like all of your other grades and all of your other classes are really good like what's going on um, and I told him, I don't like history. I don't really understand it. And he was like, well, what's your favorite? Um, what's your favorite subject? And I said, English. And he said, well, you like stories then? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, history is just a story, except it all happened. And I was like, oh my gosh. Um, so he like, like took the moment. time. I know it was, I was like, oh yeah. Um, and then actually after that, I like, you know, kind of changed my thought process and read my textbook like it was a story. Um, and I did really well after that. And so he, you know, took the time to see like how my brain works, what I like the best and kind of rerouted it to help with what he was teaching. Um, so stuff like that, like that he was really enthusiastic about it, which made it fun to listen to, even though at first I didn't like it, <laughs> like history, um, and then taking the time to notice, you know, me who was struggling and took the time to put it into like words that I understand or were into a phrase that I understand, um, which was really cool. So I, I liked that. And I always loved the, you know, teachers who you could talk to and who were just like, I don't know, would just tell you <laughs> like what was going on. Like just like was, were open and um, easy to go talk to. Cause. You know, yeah. How, how do you, how do you feel like that has impacted how you teach or, you know, maybe to some extent how you continue to aspire or try to try to grow in as a teacher? Yeah. So th that was something I was always conscious of um, in college too, when we, were t we learn all kinds of things, but um, specifically like how to reach students who are struggling. Um, and so that's something that I always, because of that one moment, always wanted to really like be aware of. Um, and so this year it was hard because I had, you know, I had students in person, I had students online who I couldn't get a hold of. And I was the first year teacher in the middle of a pandemic and just trying to keep my head above water. Um, but so I, but I, that made the conscious effort a lot of times to like, look at the grades, look at how people are doing, um, and pull students aside, um, you know, one by one, like he did for me and be like, okay, how are, how are things going? How can I help? Um, and I think I always made it a point to, you know, say like to, to stop and ask if people have questions. Cause I think that's something that is so important. That's literally why teachers are here to teach people. And I know when I was in school, like I usually got really nervous about asking teachers questions. Cause I felt like, I don't know, like I felt like I should know the answer already or something. And I was just like an awkward child. So, um, but so like, giving them the opportunity and I would go around too and ask people, you know, kind of individually if I knew they were kind of struggling a little bit or if it looked like they were. Um, so that's something that I try 
because of them to really focus on and be open. And I try to, you know, I, I feel like I'm not a very intimidating person, but I try to be like as open as possible. And just like, you know, if you need anything, let me know. Um, and even just like outside of school, like, or not like outside of the classroom, I've had kids come up to me and like, tell me about something they're struggling with that doesn't have anything to do with my class. And I really like being that person for them. And I just like try, try to let people know, you know, you can that there's an adult in the room who cares about you, you know? Um, and that was another thing too, that I loved about those teachers is that they were like people who, when they asked you how you were doing, you knew that they meant it. And it wasn't just like a, you know, like, how's it going? But it was just like, if you, if you need anything, you know, kind of a thing. Um, so I try to do that too. I don't know. No, that's really good. I, I wonder if we could dive into that, that uh, struggling student perspective, right? So uh, if you were in the shoes of a student or you had to give a student or maybe even a parent some, uh, some advice about a student who maybe is struggling, what are some things that they can, that you can, that they could do, that they can do to um, really improve upon that? Yeah, I think for one, like I said, um, ask questions for, you know, and parents, I think a lot of times I've had parents um, email me or call me and ask, like, how do I get my student to talk to you kind of a thing? Because I know a lot of students have kind of um, anxiety about going up to their teachers and talking to them, talking to them, which is totally fair. Um, I will say teachers are on their email constantly. So <laughs> emailing them is a good kind of way to do that. Um, but yeah, ask questions. Um, and I think like, again, thinking, cause I, I wasn't a student that long ago for me with history. And then I was really bad at math too. Like it was really difficult for me. Um, but if you can kind of, the way that you think about things is so important. So if you try to think of the things that you are good at, like for me, I was good at English. And so I kind of used that to, to help me with history. Um, if you think about your strengths, um, and then, you know, either try to think about it, talk to your parents, think, you know, because parents have been through school too, or even go to your teacher and say, Hey, I don't understand this, but I really like this stuff. Could you try to, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think, I, I think of like, I, this never worked for me, but in math, you know, teachers use sports metaphors all the time. And then that helps people understand. So just think of things that you are good at. And then either, yeah, like I said, try to work it out yourself or bring it to the teacher. Um, and kind of work through that because I think that helps a lot focusing first of all on the positive sides to not bring yourself down so much and then try to find a way to to rework your brain to understand it if that makes sense yeah I think it does because I think there's an element to that that says hey I'm going to break down this thing that I do really well or I'm really interested in and figure out kind of like what makes that element tick if that makes sense yeah. um and then use that element to get better at a, at a different area. So if you're naturally curious about a certain thing, well, then you might not be like you mentioned, like you were, you love stories, you know, which as, yeah. as a person who loves telling stories, like that's very like, that's, that's <laughs> wonderful. Stories are amazing. I love stories. Um, they're just the best. It makes sense why you love Disney as well, because they're yeah. like the grand <laughs> storytellers. <laughs> yeah. Is there any, is there any other areas in terms of um, a student struggling and you think, well, here might be something that could help them. Practicing it, which is the hardest thing to do if you don't like something and it's difficult, but I think that helps. Um, so like math problem, for example, like I know a lot of times my, my students will ask me for help with math and I 
tell them I cannot help. Uh, but a lot of times I know, like, for example, they'll be signed like the even problems or something. And even though it's the last thing you want to do, like doing the odd ones as well, just getting practice with it is helpful. Um, I teach a reading intervention class for students who are behind on reading. Um, and that's the thing I also I'm like, you got, you got to read to get better. I know. And it's, it's hard. It's like the, the worst part of it is doing the thing that you don't like to get better at it. Um, but that is really helpful. Um, I think there's a ton of most schools have, you know, like tutorial kind of things or after school programs or like going to see your teacher during their, your, your study hall or like ask your friends about it. Um, they usually have at schools a lot of resources to get like one on one extra help, which I think is really helpful for a lot of students as well. Um, there's a lot of resources online too, like YouTube has everything. So if right. you like if the way your teacher is explaining it doesn't make sense and you don't want you know, it's like late at night or something, you're trying to do your homework. YouTube is a really great resource. Right. Um, <laughs> it is, yeah. So just, you know, do anything you can to kind of, and, and again, a lot of times there are things on YouTube or wherever um, that explain it in different ways. A lot of times the problem, at least like, again, for me, like thinking about being a student is like your teacher, your teacher understands what they're saying, right? So if, if they, like, it can be hard to explain it in a different way. Um, and so that is another good way to look, like look on YouTube. I'm sure someone has explained it in a way that will make more sense to you. Um, is there anything that could be helpful for maybe a student that's unmotivated? I'm sure you've noticed that and um, had some training on that. Curious what? Yeah, that's probably the hardest thing, especially like during COVID, because the teachers, like we all understand yeah. <laughs> how hard it is to get motivated. Um, and so I think things that, um, have really worked for me. And I, I teach a college strategies class and we talk about this all the time. It's like seeing writers hit hard this year, you know? Um, and so setting goals is really helpful. Attainable goals is the important part there. Um, so don't, you know, if you, if you never read anything, don't say you're gonna read a whole book in a night cause that's not gonna happen. And that's gonna, you know, um, but set attainable goals for yourself. Like, okay, and put distractions away is a big thing too. Um, and which is, again, can be hard because so much homework is online now. Um, but they have apps <laughs> if you really are unmotivated that will like make you stay on a certain page for a certain amount of time or whatever, which is kind of nice. I, I told some of my seniors about those, they, but yeah, so those are cool. Um, and the, yeah, my seniors were like writing them down. <laughs> They're like, okay. Um, so that is really helpful. Put distractions away. Just say, okay, I need to get this done. And um, rewards are good too, better than I, a lot of people. So I did a lot of research on this because I did a whole procrastination like unit with my uh, college strategy students um, and motivation. Um, and so there, <laughs> people either recommend doing punishments or rewards. I always go for rewards because punishments are no fun. Um, so like if you are obsessed with TikTok, you know, make sure to put TikTok away for like however long you can handle, I don't know, let's start, start small and build it up like 20 minutes, do your homework, and then you can reward yourself with like 10 minutes of TikTok or something. Um, so that's one way that I think is good is to set goals um, and give yourself rewards when you complete them and then make the goals a little bit, you know, like 20 minutes and then maybe 30 minutes, 40 minutes, make them go up a little bit more as you kind of ease into it. Um, that's a good way there's only so much motivation you can create for someone. It has to be some of that self-driven. And so I really love the concept of, you know what, like, especially like, as you think to like 
like a parent talking to their their student, hey, here's some guidelines on some things I can give to you. Like, hey, why don't you create yeah. some goals? Why don't you create some rewards for yourselves to do this? Giving them tools rather than being the now obviously that's age dependent and all that stuff. Right. Yeah, switching gears a little bit. I wonder if you could speak to maybe some of the stresses that students are facing right now. Um, maybe that's different than uh, what parents might remember, or um, even I suppose even maybe what you remember. I mean, there's so much change and so much difference, but you might have faced those things too. But can you speak to that, right? Yeah. Um, so one thing that I've noticed, and I was actually talking about this with my coworkers not that long ago, right before school ended, um, but students, I feel like have a lot of pressure on them, um, whether it's, you know, parents and teachers kind of not realizing they're doing like putting the pressure on or students themselves are kind of a mix, uh, but college and after school, like what they're doing after school, if it's not college has become such a big thing for them so much earlier than I remember it being. Um, so I, I grade a lot of essays and a lot of them um, recently I've read said that like they didn't know what they wanted to do by eighth grade and they're really stressed about it. And I was like, eighth grade, what are you talking about? So I think the pressure is on a lot sooner than we realize or that it used to be. Um, and that might just be kind of my student that I see a lot, but um, I don't think so. I think know- that's a pretty common theme yeah. with students that I've interacted with as well. Uh, just feeling a lot of pressure. What do you think the sources of those in your experience, what's the source of the, of that pressure typically? I think a lot of it comes from, and this is kind of the bigger thing than maybe I, I'm, make, I'm making it out to be, but, um, like the American hustle, <laughs> I feel like is such a thing right now. You got to work hard. You got to, you know, get, get up in the ranks. You got to be busy all the time. Um, and that's something I've seen in my students a lot too. Like they all, you know, they're working, they have uh, like sports, they have clubs, they have eight classes, they have so much happening. Um, and so I think it is just, you know, you want to strive to be the best, which is not a bad thing. Um, but I think, part of that and like you, you gotta be busy you gotta be working hard all the time um we are uh, i've seen a lot of like i don't know no one takes a break <laughs> ever it's like frowned upon now yeah. for some reason um and so i think a lot of that has to do with it of just like the society we're in right now that everyone wants to be working for the next thing constantly um so i see a lot of that and i think um, I think students, I don't know, a lot of time, I, again, I think it is partly like adults not meaning to, but just like, oh, you know, what do you want to do after, after school? And then they kind of feel like, oh, I have to know right now. Um, I've heard that from students. Um, yeah. And I think it's just, they, they want to feel like they're solidified and know what they're doing. And it's, I mean, that's what everyone wants. So I think it just has been starting earlier and earlier. I'm not sure why that is maybe just like I said because of where where we're at nowadays in society but that's what I think and what I've seen yeah but I mean and if you think about it for a lot of parents some student comes to them with calculus and they're like I have no idea what to do right and that's a whole different set of things but if a student comes to you or you realize in your student that they're facing a lot of of pressure and I'm sure some of it too is even just asking your student hey how do you feel how are you feeling pressure right now how are you feeling stress and like discovering that that's something that I mean as adults we have to face pressure all the time right and uh and stress like in 
a lot of in a lot of similar ways those those tools and the ways that we can handle those things we can you know help students develop those things and so that's got to be a big part of it is how is that's a big way that I think parents I'm sure you'd agree parents can help with students is equipping them to be able to handle the stress and the pressure and you mentioned taking a break like that's not allowed (laughs) quotes not allowed I know. Like, yeah, it's crazy. You need you need to take a break. <laughs> Do that. And that's huge, right? If a student doesn't take a break, that's the thing a parent can say, hey, we're going to learn how to take breaks. And maybe that's even something as like a parent can be like, hey, I'm not good at this either. Let's do this together. Yeah. And I think what you said too, about asking them what is stressing them out. Um, I had my students do a stress diary, like before midterms, um, cause everyone, you know, you could feel it in the air, everyone's stressed out. And so uh, I did research on this too. I think naming your stress and like identifying it and realizing why you're stressed about it and how you've been handling it is a big step too in figuring out how to get around it or like kind of know, relieve it, um, or deal with it. Uh, so I think, I think that's really good too, asking them to like identify it. Cause a lot of times, at least for me too, like, I don't even know why I'm stressed. I just feel like I am, you know? Yeah. Um, and so identifying it is a big step in helping kind of deal with it, I think too. Um, but yeah. Hmm. And I think too, high school is so hard. <laughs> like it, I think we forget that like high school feels like a vacuum, like everything matters so much and everyone's looking at you and there's drama all the time. And you're all like, there's just like, it's a different world than we live in. Like it, it's really a, a world in of itself. And it's, it's crazy. There's, they have like six classes a day and they have to switch from calculus to English in four minutes. And like, it's, it's, a, it's a crazy kind of time. Um, and so I feel like, of course, they're stressed all the time. <laughs> like, yeah. They have so much happening. Um, and I think realizing that too has really helped me because like I had in the beginning of the year, you know, it, it is frustrating when students don't do their work and you're like trying to give them all of these resources and they don't take it. But it's like, take a step back and realize how hard high school is and you kind of feel, know, feel more empathy and kind of work, work it out a little bit more. What's your, what encouragement would you give students feeling that way and in, in the midst of that hardness? this sounds maybe weird but just that it only lasts four years is a big was a big thing like that was a big thing for me in college too it's like this is really hard but I'm going to be done with it soon um surround yourself with people who you can talk to um friends you know parents adults whoever it is that you can like talk, talk about how you're feeling talk about how hard it is um is good get as much I don't know like academic help as you need I think is always a good thing I've mentioned that already but I really think um, people kind of uh, students that I talk to um, who I mentioned you know like come after school come before school if you're able to they a lot of times or like tutorials or whatever um, a lot of times I feel like students don't want to do that because I feel like um, and this isn't true, but I feel the students have told me like I, I feel like I shouldn't have to do that and all these things but like that's why we're here you know um, so get whatever kind of help you need it's not it's like that's literally why teachers are there um so that's good and I think yeah just talk about what's bothering you if 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 things are really difficult um and sometimes you know take take a break like we said don't study all night long it's not usually (laughs) that big of a deal if you and I tell my college strategies cuts because kids this a lot because I talk 
about how important like studying is and all this stuff, but really like your wellness comes first. Like if you, if you don't do well on one test, you're going to be fine, you know? Um, so I think realizing that putting yourself first, sometimes taking a break, if you have to, what are some things, uh, what are some things that really set students up for success in class that maybe they could do or work on during the summer? Um, yeah. And I have to say this partly because I'm an English teacher, but also because it's fun. Reading is so good for your brain. Like it really is. <laughs> um, and I think you do, you I do have to say that, this, but yes, it's yeah. a really good, yeah. I do have to, I have to put it in there, um, but it's true. And so I think reading whatever, like literally anything you want, it doesn't have to be, you know, To Kill a Mockingbird or something, but that's a very good book. Um, like if you find a book that you're interested in that you really like, your brain is doing all of the exercises it should be doing anyway, no matter if you're reading about like a fancy school book or like a fun book. Um, and I think that's a good way to kind of keep your brain engaged during the summer, but not necessarily like thinking about school because nobody wants to do that during the summer. Um, so I think that's really good. Um, staying active is really good for your brain too. And it's like, I, I hate doing that, but it is, <laughs> it is good for your brain. Um, and you know, a lot of students do that anyway, get outside, they have summer sports or whatever. And so that is, um, reading and like working out is, is literally a workout for your brain, which is good. So just kind of stay engaged and active during summer, which is nice. Um, if you want to be a real go-getter, <laughs> um, they have, a lot of schools have like summer reading lists, <laughs> which I always loved in school. I realize most people don't. So if you want specific <laughs> books to read, you can do that. Um, but yeah, I always think that's good. Cause like I said, you're not like actively thinking about school, but you are giving your brain a workout and you're like kind of getting ready for that. Um, yeah. And if, and I know a lot of AP classes have like summer work, and it's not fun to do, but it is very helpful when you get to class, if you already kind of have an idea of what's going on. Um, so I would do that. But those are my main tips, I think, for, for summer stuff. Um, yeah. And then just for being prepared for class in general, I wouldn't recommend doing this over the summer because that sucks, but maybe like like a, <laughs> a week before or something. Uh, just being as prepared for class as you can. So like anything, a lot of teachers especially like in this day and age will put their like agenda up beforehand or like a week before or something um so that would be more during the school year but just kind of look ahead a little bit um is always helpful too because then you're kind of ahead of the game of everybody else which is nice i wonder if that speaks into some of the pressure and stress too because if you think about it one of the most challenging things that i've talked to for students is when they feel behind or when they are behind in class or whatever that just makes everything more challenging, makes them like there's some self-worth stuff that go with that too. And so what are some things students can do to essentially prevent falling behind? Yeah. Um, and that's something that is like you said, like the hardest thing is to catch up after you've fallen behind a little bit. Um, so I do think, um, yeah, being as prepared as you can. The first day is usually just kind of fun anyway, but um, making sure you stay on top of it. I tell students a lot because like I said, a lot of my students have sports after school, they're working after school, they have so much going on. Um, use class time. It is crazy to me how many students just sit there and don't do anything. <laughs> like if they have 15 minutes of class left or something, use that. Um, and if you know 
if you are able, and this is kind of hard because sometimes you're not able to, but if you have a really busy week coming up or something, and you know, you're not going to be able to do stuff after school on like Thursday, um, like work ahead for that. Um, if you can, again, sometimes you're not really able to for some classes, but um, that's always helpful. And if you do start to fall behind, get help right away um, if you need it or try to catch up right away because the further you get behind, the harder it is to catch up. Um, but that, again, just kind of goes back to motivation and asking questions if you need to, getting help if you need, if, you, if the problem is you don't understand something, get on that right away. If the problem is you don't have motivation, try the goal thing or try, you know, to do everything you can to catch up. So last question, you have a captive audience. You have students, teachers, listening, whoever, right? Okay. And is there anything you'd, the answer can be no. Is there anything you'd want to just like say or leave them with a final thought that you'd want to share? For parents and teachers, I think if there's anything that I've learned coming out of like teaching, my first year teaching in a pandemic and all these things, um, I think a lot of times students just want to know that they have someone there that cares about them and who wants to help them um, and who wants to be there for them. And I think, like like I said, being a teenager is so hard and it can feel like you're really alone and you can't talk to anybody um, and that no one understands and all that stuff. Um, so I think making it known that you're there and that you care about them and that you know they can talk to you about anything and that you won't judge them um, is really important. Um, and uh, for students, I think I would say that there are people <laughs> who care about you a lot and who love you and wanted to be that person for you. Well, and as a follower of, follower of Jesus, I mean, we know that practically too, right? How, how much more secure do we feel when we know just how much Jesus loves and values us and how that can impact for, for a student too, to be, especially as students are trying to figure out their own faith and how that, how that looks and how that interacts with school and uh, the influences they might have at school or something like that, knowing that, there is someone, their, their parent, a teacher, whoever that loves and values them is just an amazing way to showcase the Jesus love for them. So love that. I love the impact that can make. Well, thank you so much, Stacia. I am, I feel like I'm learning a ton about the world of being a teacher, the, the world of how to help students and what they're going through. Super helpful. I know people listening will, uh, will find it super great as well. So thank you so much for, for chatting. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, that was my conversation with Stacia. Thanks again for listening and make sure to subscribe. Thanks.